Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's time to turn your garden into a smart garden on News Radio 830 WCCO. Smart Gardens, an hour of expert advice and answers to all of your lawn and gardening questions. You can call 989-9226 or text us at 81807. Now, here's Denny Law with this week's Smart Garden. Right here on 830 WCCO. Good morning. Welcome to our Smart Garden show. Denny Law here in studio with, once again, our the great help we get from Master Gardener Teresa Rooney. Good Hello, morning. Teresa. Good morning. Nice to see you and again. Good to see you. There's a third in a row now. I right? know. I, I know. You get a break it. from me for oh, a little bit no. now. We love it. Doing such a great job helping our listeners out. If you have any kind of a lawn or garden question, this is the lady you want to speak with. And you could do it either by phone or by text. Here is our phone number. We've cleared the lines. so And you know how, how busy, and Teresa knows how busy we get, mm-hmm. both the phone-wise and text-wise. 651-989-9226 to call in your lawn or garden question. 651-989-9226. You can do that right now. Or send a text, 81807, 81807. In fact, a text just came in, Teresa. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says, I still haven't, <laughs> you're not alone here, raked up the, the leaves or cleaned up the garden this season. <laughs> Is it a lost cause or will we get a chance yet? I know oh. you don't have a crystal ball. I think, I think tomorrow is supposed to be, uh, I think we're supposed to get some drier days. So, yep, you'll get a chance. I'm looking at, because I have to do the same thing, and thinking... Monday, Tuesday, mm-hmm. it looks like... Uh, Some dry days. And Wednesday, too, yeah. looks pretty yeah. good, actually. Mm-hmm. You know, after uh, after uh, Sunday night, yep. I think we'll be in pretty good shape. Yeah. You'll yeah. be right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, no excuse, right? No, Get out and... there. Now, what do you do at, at your own personal garden at this well, time of the year? Well, there's someone who hasn't planted all the bulbs uh, yet, yes. so that person has to get out and plant the bulbs. Um, you know, and I don't do an awful lot, but I do have a lot of tree trimming that I've got to get done over the winter because I've let it go by. And now, so What what I've kind of trees are we talking about? Um, you know, I've got some uh, some scrubby maples that I've been po- trying to pollard, and they've, and they've gotten away from me, so I have to do some massive pruning, but a lot more fruit trees. Oh, okay. So I've got a lot of fruit trees. I've got to deal with cherry and apple and pear and peach. And but it's kind of uh, great therapy in the er- it is. early, it is. well, not quite winter yet, mm-hmm. but, uh, mm-hmm. but yep. uh, it's fresh. Yeah. We're talking probably highs this week, uh, probably the mid to upper 30s. Mm-hmm. Yep, and like I've that. got to get the chicken coop ready and put their deep well, That's right. You have in. chickens, don't you? I have chickens, yep. Put their deep bedding in and new straw and everything else. Yeah, get them all ready for the winter too. All right. Yep. Uh, Texter says this, Teresa, do I have to cut my rose bushes back or just leave them as they where go here? As they were and they'll be okay in the spring. Yep, you leave the rose bushes. You want to leave all of your shrubs up this time of year. Um, if they go into winter with more above ground mass, that's fine. You can cut, trim back in the spring. Uh, the text number, by the way, is 81807, or if you'd rather call us and uh, chat with Teresa, 651-989-9226. This Saturday morning, where, by the way, it's 36 degrees in the Twin Cities. Uh, Texter says this. They're coming in. 
Uh, good morning. I have had scale on a magnolia tree oh, for three years, yeah. have had two treatments a year mm-hmm. with really no help. Do you yeah. have any ideas? Um, uh, how about soil or mulch? What do you think? You know, um, you've got to treat t- keep treating it with a systemic or just give it up. Really? The scale is really bad for some people on the magnolias, and it's a big fight. Um, scale is an insect that has a little heart, like an armadillo shell, once it's not a oh, crawler yeah. anymore. So it gets on the stem of plants and sucks out all the nutrition. And so your plants get all sticky with honeydew and everything else. But they, we've gotten a lot of magnolia scale uh, um, the last really? three to five years. Yeah, we've seen an increase. wonder in why. It. So, you know, it's the cooler, um, the longer summers, the milder oh, winters. Okay. Yeah. 651-989-9226 if you want to call in your lawn or garden question. Texter says, how do I winterize my tropical hibiscus? Do I cut them back and keep watering and fertilizing them? Yep. Um, bring them in, obviously. Uh, you can cut them back as much as you want. Uh, you probably don't want a 20-foot hibiscus in your home, but if you do, good for you. Um, bring, cut them back. Um, make sure you've washed them very well outside. Clean the pot very well outside. Get all the critters off of it. Um, segregate them from your other plants for about two weeks. If nobody is on your plants, no spider mites, nothing like that, then you can put them in the sunniest area and um, keep them watered. Only fertilize them if they're actively growing and blooming. If they're not doing that, then just keep them watered. I was thinking, uh, since we spend, we we will be spending a lot more time indoors yes. because of the winter. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a good time for you as a master gardener, I would imagine, or mm-hmm. just uh, if just an amateur gardener to prep for next year. It's a wonderful time to prep for next year. I would suggest, if you can, take a lot of pictures of your yard outside now. Ah. Um, because because you, you you kind of forget what it looks like. And take pictures in the winter. You'll see what the bones of your garden look like. So you'll see where, where things are missing. Um, and with all those pictures you had, make, make some notes about what you think you might want to add, what you had problems with this year. So when the pretty catalogs come, yes. you you can maybe not buy 40 rose bushes if you only know you have room for five. So so maybe you can limit yourself and you can really get some good ideas about what you need to tweak and, and you can prep some gardens this year. Um, you can you can prepare some gardens for next year without digging. Um, just cut the grass back, lay the newspaper down, and then put mulch on top, and you'll be all ready to plant next spring. I know we usually get, and probably today is no exception, of uh, tree trimming questions. Mm-hmm. And is it not winter a pretty good time? You can kind of see better where you can You trim can now, see right? better. You can see what you need to prune. You can really see the shape of the trees. You're not dealing with insects. You're not dealing with heat. You're not dealing with leaves. So you can really see the structure of the trees. You can yeah. see those crossing branches. You can see that dead wood. Crossing branches and dead wood and branches headed back into the middle of the crown. Those have to come out and you want to only take out about a quarter of the tree at a time. And thinking too of the time we spend indoors, a great mm-hmm. way to pass some time is to get on the website, the U of M website. There's Ex- so much yes. information mm-hmm. on there. Extension. You could spend hours on You could that. spend hours on there. Extension.umn.edu. Yeah. And it's a great, um, you know, check out some of the problems you've had, some of the opportunities that are out there, different plants you may want to think about growing. Master gardeners are still going to be around teaching classes and and at various locations, so look for Master Gardeners to still answer your questions. I have a feeling I know what your answer is going to be to this texter. I put down winterizer fertilizer in September. If the snow melts, is it a bad idea to apply another 
uh, round of Winterizer. Uh, it's past the 30 days between applications. No, you don't have. You only have to do it one time. Okay. The university used to say two applications, two ah. half applications, but they have switched it to just a Winterizer in September now. So you don't need to do another one. It'll be fine. It'll be already there for the roots to uptake and deal with it in the spring. Very good. Let's take a quick break, Teresa. Okay. If you um, if you have a question, a lawn or garden type of question, call it in. I see we have a line open at six five one. Nine eight nine nine two two six. We'll get back to the phones in a moment. Or if it's easier, send uh, Teresa a text eight one eight zero seven, just like that. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play dot it. Uh, good morning. We're in the midst of our Smart Garden Show here on a three O W C C O. Welcoming your phone calls and text messages for Master Gardener Teresa Rooney. In studio today, and Teresa, as usual, we have a bunch of both. So Excellent. Let's see if we can help these folks out. Tom in St. Paul is first up on the phone. Tom, Hi, Tom. Hi, Tom. Good morning to you, too. Really appreciate all your good advice. Thank Thanks you. for calling. Earlier you said now is not a good time to trim back the shrubs. Mm-hmm. And we have some lilac bushes mm-hmm. that could use some trimming. So if we hold off now... Obviously concerned about the budding in the early mm-hmm. spring. Yep. Um, they've already set their flowers for next year, so anything you prune off before next flowering, you're cutting off flowers. If, if you're okay with that, it's not a problem. Go ahead and you can. Um, you may want to look at the extension website, extension.umn.edu, for something called renewal pruning, where you can uh, take out a third of the plant over three years and you bring it down to size and you keep the flowering the whole time. Um, but you can do that, you know, January, February, March. Go ahead and trim back your lilacs. But again, remember, you are cutting back whatever um, mm-hmm. flowers um, were there. All right. Good very luck. good. Oh, all right. Uh, 651-989-9226. Marilyn is calling from Minneapolis. Marilyn, you're on CCO. Good morning. Hi, Marilyn. Yes, good morning. Uh, my zinnias were tall and blooming uh, two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Now they're dead. Mm-hmm. And should I just cut them back or can I let them stand and will they grow back uh, next spring? They probably won't go back. It's possible that some may reseed. You just never know about that. But they're an annual for us. They won't make it. Those plants won't make it through the winter. So you can leave them standing for winter interest if you want. If there's still seed heads on there, the birds will enjoy that. Otherwise, um, go ahead. Um, you can even leave them standing and clean them up now or clean them up in the spring. It's it's your choice. Okay, Marilyn, thank Good you. Uh, John is calling from uh, Maplewood with a question. Hi, John. Hi, John. Hi. Uh, I say, is it too late to put uh, off fertilizer down on the grass? Um, you know, I would say it kind of is. Um, it, it's getting where the ground is getting. A, what what part of the country do you live in? Are you in southern Minnesota or northern? Uh, just maple. Maple. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, I wasn't paying attention. Uh, <laughs> I, I was just thinking about gardening, not about where people live. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's you want that that winterizer to get into the soil. I would say it is too late. Um, you okay. just can't guarantee that it's that the soil's not going to freeze and that it's not going to be washed away. So then, I would just wait then and just okay. yeah. Then the question related to that, then obviously it's probably. There's nothing I can do as far as with Creep and Charlie right now. Right, right, because it's too cold. Um, and you, I'm sorry, I lied. You can keep pulling it, keep pulling it oh, and okay. raking it up. You can do that. Something. For most of the chemicals, it has to be a certain temperature. You have to read the instructions, and I'm pretty sure most of them are like 60, 70, 80 degrees. So, or not 80, 60 or 70 mm. degrees. And we're not going to hit that for another quite a few months. <laughs> Texture says this, Teresa, I have some outdoor plants that I've had on my patio that I'd like to bring indoors. What do I need to do to keep them going? 
Okay, what you need to do is give them a good bath before they come in. Um, wash the pots off to make sure you're not bringing any slugs or creepy crawlies. Wash the bottom of the pots and the saucers. Take all of the stuff, all of the little plant material that's accumulated on the surface of the soil. Take that out. Bring the plants in. If you need to cut them back, go ahead and cut them back at this time because sometimes they get too big to come in the house. Um, keep them segregated from your other plants for about two weeks. You want to make sure that you're not bringing in any um, diseases or problems that will impact your other house plants. And then once they're, if everything's okay after two weeks, go ahead and put them in your sunniest spot and treat them as a house plant. Don't fertilize them unless they're actively growing and actively blooming. Otherwise, just keep them watered. Our houses are a little dry in the winter, so you may find you need to water more or less. So you have to readjust your watering. It's not going to be the same as in the summer. And you may want to add some pebble trays for humidity. Um, that's trays of uh, stones that are filled with water, and you set the pots on top of those trays so the pots are above water. Um, you can go to the extension website and see what pebble trays are. Actually, a texter and a phone caller, Dave in Northfield, have the same uh, same question. Good morning, Dave. What is your question Hi. for Teresa? Hi, Dave. Hi, good morning. Um, I have some oak trees with some real low-hanging branches that I want to cut off. When mm-hmm. can I do that? Um, January, February, March. Oh, not dead of winter. Right, dead of winter. Um, go ahead and mark those branches now so you remember which ones you want to take off. And make sure you're only taking off a quarter of the entire amount of the tree. So if it's five branches and it's going to be too much, you have to do it over a period of two years then. Or three. Right, very good. Thank you, Dave. Thanks. Thanks to the texture too. Uh, is uh, there, and here's another texture, is there an easier way to cut back my many ornamental grass plants. Using pruners leaves my hands really sore. I'm wondering if an electric hedge trimmer would work. Some people use the hedge trimmers. Again, I would leave those grasses up all winter, cut them down in the spring. Some people use hedge trimmers. Some people use a mower. Some people use a weed whacker. Um, you can even just sometimes tie them up and just do one cut that way, depending upon how thick and tough they are. Returned from a trip to find an area in the backyard that looks like a spade had dug in the turf. Area is about 10 feet by 3 feet. What should I do? Um, I'm guessing it was either raccoons or skunks looking for grubs and um, and things like that in the soil. Um, just put the grass back down, um, stamp it out, you know, um, reapply the divots as if you were engulfing. Put your divots back in, and um, that, that's all you really have to do. Might it? I don't know if this time of year it could mm-hmm. be mole activity too yet or it, not. It could, but it's with things that, like that, I'm guessing it was more something, some critter at critter night digging on, on top up. of the turf. Yeah, yeah, a skunk turf. or a raccoon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Scott is on the phone calling from Grand Rapids. What's your question, Scott? Hi, Scott. Hello. Is it too late to fertilize uh, my yard? Yes. I'm actually, my house is down in Sioux Falls. I'm up here in mm-hmm. Grand Rapids. Yep, it, it is. It is. The, the ground's starting to cool down, so the, the now, I don't know how it is in Sioux Falls now. They sometimes have pretty moderate well, weather compared to ours. You know, I, I would then look at your extension site over in Sioux Falls and see what they're suggesting. Uh, Minnesota, we say no. Yeah, exactly. Yep. All right, Scott. Thank you. Uh, let's see. Let's go back. I'm trying to balance the, <laughs> the callers to the textures here. <laughs> uh, do, do, okay, do I, texture says this. Do I need to cover my plants like with a bucket or a styrofoam container that they sell, or is it going to freeze anyway? What do I do? You know, if those are plants that have gone through other winters and they're winter hardy, you do not have to cover them or mulch them. If they are roses that are not winter hardy, you will have to put um, um, a cover over them, a rose cone, styrofoam, or um, paper mache if it's styrofoam, take off the lid. 
Uh, if it's if it's something you just planted this year, you want to wait till the soil is frozen or, or cold, and then um, mulch a little heavy, or just take a loose loosely filled bag of leaves and plop it over the top of those plants. Just the first year to just keep them. Uh, don't have frost evil in January. They pop out of the ground in January because they don't have enough roots to hold them in. Um, plants that aren't winter hardy, you're either going to let them compost in the ground or pull them up. Okay. Back to the phones we go. Sandy's calling from Invergrove Heights. Good morning, Sandy. Good morning, Sandy. Good morning. Uh, I had a question. I had brand new um, perennials put in this spring, uh, Asian lilies and Mm -hmm. hibiscus. Mm -hmm. And I have not trimmed them back. Is Mm -hmm. it too late to do that? You know, once they're killed by the frost, go ahead and trim them back. It's no problem. With that hibiscus, mark it very well because those things come up really late in the the spring and and early summer. So mark it and just be really patient. Sometimes it takes till almost the third or fourth week of June before they pop out of the ground. And you may want to mulch that hibiscus just a little bit more this year and your other perennials too, um, the, the new ones, just a little bit this year. But that hibiscus, I'd probably mulch it a little heavy every year and then pull that back in the spring. But remember, it wakes up really late. Okay. We have to take a break. I want to okay. remind our listeners that this show, the Smart Garden Show, every week is brought to us by our friends down near Jordan, Minnesota, that make the best patio furniture in the whole world. Family-run business. It is called By the Yard. We'll be back after this break. Another half hour of the show to go. So if you did not get in the first half hour, you can call us or text us here on 830-WCCO. And good morning. Welcome back to this portion of our Smart Garden Show brought to us by By the Yard, patio furniture. We'll talk about that coming up in a moment or two. Teresa Rooney, Master Gardener, is with us once again today here on CCO, answering your questions. And as usual, Teresa, a lot of callers, a lot of texters. In fact, we could probably do another three, four hours here. But I know okay, you, we'll you have... Okay, we'll just kick the other people. Oh, no, yeah, I do have other you things do have I have other to things do. to do. I know. <laughs> All right, let's, uh, let's see if we can to help some folks out. Jill is first up on the phone here. Hi, Jill. You're on CCO. Hi, Jill. Carol. Hi, Carol. Hi. Um, I have a question about plants that are going to be left alone during the winter. Mm-hmm. I have four plants, two Christmas cactus, a croton, and a palm that will have no care for three months this winter. Nobody to come in, nowhere to take them. Do you have any idea? Is there a system that can be set up watering? You could try something where you do like a, a watering. You, you put them in a bathtub with um, with like uh, it, it siphons water out of the tub on, into the plants. You can look online for something like that. Um, but they're going to need light. So maybe put the lights on a timer so they're up for 15 hours and then they get some light, especially the croton. That's a really heavy, heavy um, house plant, um, heavy light house plant. Um, otherwise, they're probably going to be toast because mm. they, they just can't last that long. Turn the cool uh, the house down a little bit so it's a little cooler in there. You know, not, not 30 degrees, but it doesn't have to be 70. Um, that will help slow down their growth too. But, yeah, the watering That's situation is a real tough call for, you know, a, a week or a month is something, but three months is really yeah. hard. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'd even look on um, on like a Craigslist or something to see maybe if somebody could do a house plant sitting or mm. something like that. I mean, be careful. Be ca- be very careful yes. or, or beg a friend or a neighbor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, Jill, good luck with good that. Good luck. Joy is calling in from Roseville. Joy, you're on CCO with Teresa. Hi, Joy. Hi. I've got uh, perennial hibiscus. Mm-hmm. 
How far should I cut them down? They will die all the way to the ground. So you can, once they get hit by the frost, you can cut them all the way to the ground. Again, mark them very well. And they are a very, they come out of dormancy very late in the in the early summer. So be very patient with them. And I would probably give them a good layer of mulch once the grass, once the ground start is frozen. Okay. Uh, Bruce is calling in from New Prague with a question. Bruce, what is your question? Hi. Thank you. Hi, Bruce. Yes. I have an asparagus bed, and the uh, the ferns are still standing there like four or five feet tall. Mm -hmm. What should I do with that for winter? You can leave it up and then cut it down first thing in the spring before you get new growth, or you can take it down in the fall. It's up to you. Oh, so choices Mm -hmm. there. The choices there, yeah. Mm -hmm. Good. Thank you, Bruce. Tim is calling from Chanhassen. Tim, you're on with Teresa. Hi, Tim. Hi, Teresa. Um, I have a unique question. I have um, an ice rink that I put in my yard every year, mm-hmm. and um, we've been trapping bulls to make sure that they don't get underneath. But the last two years, they've come underneath the lan- the liner and bit through the liner and actually caused the rink to yeah. come unlevel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is there any way we can either kill them or to dis- discourage them from going? To you know what I'd there? probably do is I'd probably get um, either liquid and or um, granular, um, some of the smelly repellents. Um, go to your garden center and then sprinkle that over the top of the ground. That may, the smell may keep them away. But, you know, and, and if you can let that ground freeze first before you put the liner down. So if the ground's, you know, put the put the smelly stuff out there um, just before you put the liner down. But make sure that ground's frozen and there may be less chance of them coming in there. Um, I think you said voles. Um, so, so I would definitely do that, um, do some of the smelly repellents. Okay. And, and then uh, around the edge of your, of your rink, I'd probably, you know, frequently put some there, um, you know, s- uh, some more repellent right around there just to stop them from even getting under. Yeah, That's, good idea. That is a good question, though. Yeah, it is a first. <laughs> Thank you, <laughs> thanks, Tim. Good luck with that. Uh, texter says this. We're going to try to catch up on the text messages okay. here. Uh, Blue Hydrangea was told to wait until spring to cut back. The plant is adjacent to a walkway, and snow is blown and shoveled on it. If I cut back before winter, will I lose flowers next year? You may or may not lose flowers. If it's the um, endless summer, probably not. If it's the Nico blue, you will lose flowers. Um, Nico's not as hardy here. It blooms on old wood. Um, yeah, and so maybe then think about maybe moving that plant because if you're going to blow snow on a shrub that's supposed to be there over the winter, maybe a different different plant you could put there instead, something that perennial that you can cut back. Okay, uh, let's but see. But do that in the spring, not now. Texter wants to know, is there any way to tell which year butternut trees will bear nuts? No. No. Not not that I know of. No. no. I mean you'd ha- they would flower and then when they when they get fertilized and then how healthy the tree is and I I would guess with some of those trees they may do an on and off year if they're really heavy one year um they may not uh, fr- uh not as heavily the next year but I don't know if there's any way to foretell that. We have uh, not unusual uh, more questions more texts a bunch of them in fact about creeping charlie. Yes. Uh, and the texter says, is it too late, first of all, to treat it? I think we answered that earlier. It is. Just it is pull it up. Late. Just pull it up. And what is the best plan for treatment that you found that is effective? There are chemicals out there. There that, are chemicals. I would go to the extension website, extension.umn.edu. Um, read the Creeping Charlie questions there and, and the and their, their treatments. Go to your local garden center when you purchase the product that says Creeping Charlie, that it kills Creeping Charlie on the back. That's what you want to look for. Read and follow the instructions because the label's the law. And uh, you guys have taught me before that uh, when you do treat it in the fall, mm-hmm. fall is the best time. 
Fall is a really good time, just after yeah. a frost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And the, but there are, there are chemicals available on at the there are garden chemicals. stores. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. All right, let's see. In an act of desperation, Texter says, "I sprayed my beautiful spider plant covered in scales with alcohol, took it outside, set it where the light was bright, oh. but not direct, and miraculously, it is indoors this fall, healthy." Okay. So I've uh, I've I've never seen scales on a spider plant, but that's a possibility. Okay, yeah. okay. I I wouldn't recommend that for everyone, but hmm. that's interesting that it worked. At least in those circumstances. In that circumstance, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. In what area, Texter says, could I trim my dogwood and you to get some holiday cutting for Christmas decorating? You know, I'd wait until the last minute. You, those those things are really tough plants, and um, and I've told my neighbor she can come and cut as much as she wants, even though it's in the fall. <laughs> so so it's do as I say, not as I do. Um, go ahead and you can trim that back as you need to um, for your holiday decorations, and that's a good way to use your yard um, to fill up your planters with some extra yeah. color and and then recycle it for mm-hmm. the season. Yeah, yeah, for the season. Yeah. Uh, is it okay to trim like spireas, bushes like spireas now, the texter says? Preferably not. No. No. Spring? When, when is a good time for that? Um, early, late, late winter, early oh, spring. Okay. You know, right. and if you're not covering them with, with chicken wire, um, the bunnies will probably trim them for you so you won't have to. You may do a little cleanup in the fall, in the spring, and that's it. By the way, the text number is 81807. We have many of those. I bought an elephant ear plant this summer. Texter says, it grew in a pot into a huge, beautiful plant. How should I overwinter the plant so I can enjoy it again next summer? Um, You know, you can let that go dormant. Um, It it depends. There's one that you need to let go dormant, and there's one that you don't need to let go dormant. So you'd have to look in which one you've got. And then, again, I would suggest going to the extension website and, and seeing how you need to, if that's the one you need to let go dormant. Another text says, can I cover my roses now? What do you think? It's a little too early too to be early? covering roses. Yeah, mm-hmm. and if you do cover them, if they're if they're the tender roses, make sure that you're using uh, either a, a the paper mache cones or a styrofoam cone that with the lid off of it. Otherwise, you'll cook them in January. This texter wants to know: Can I still dormant seed? Yes. And do I water it in? Um, you can water it in if it's not if it doesn't rain. And you got to make sure the soil contact, though, right? Yep, yep. You can't just you, toss the yep, seed on yep. the grass. Yep, you need to. So toss the seed on the grass and and stomp on it, or take the back of your rake and press it into the soil. You want really good seed to soil contact, and then you want it to. Um, you know, I would maybe give it water just to keep it there and and make it really stick to the soil. And you don't have to water it like you're watering for regular grass seed because oh, you sure. don't want it to sprout. Good idea. Yeah. Uh, Texas is one of my, quote, grocery store orchids has produced a new plant on the flower stalk. What should I do with this? Um, I would just, um, you can just clip it off. And as long as if it's got some aerial roots, that's so cool. Just clip it off and then just start a new orchid plant. All right. Yeah. Put it in chips and stuff. Back to the phones. Wendy is calling from Woodbury. Wendy, you're on with CCO with Teresa. Hi, Wendy. Hello. Thank you for taking my call. I just have one quick question. We planted... Two small arborvitae-looking pine trees in our front yard this mm-hmm. September. They're about two and a half feet tall. We mulched and did all that. My question is, do I need to kind of wrap them this winter for, due to heavy snow? 
Um, you could you could use uh, paper, a nylon hose, nylon pantyhose to tie the the if they have multiple leaders to tie the leaders up inside so they don't flip over from the snow. Um, that that works um, as long as they're the arborvitaes, they should be nice and and fine out in the in the snow. Just make sure you do keep them watered um, if they if we go into a long dry spell before the ground freezes. Okay. Um, now when I. Just, you're saying just tie it up and around. I don't have to cover it. I was thinking of baking it and then just on the exterior putting like burlap. You can cover them with burlap if you want, but a lot of reasons we plant evergreens is to enjoy the evergreen in the wintertime. So if you're worried that the snow is going to split them, um, I would just tie the insides up with some pantyhose. It stretches and it it moves and it disintegrates because you you forget that it's out there. So it's not a problem after a season or two. Um, Yeah, so you don't really have to worry that the snow is going to crunch them down. Okay. Thanks, Wendy. Thanks, Wendy. Teresa, we have to take a quick break. Oh, yeah. We'll have more show to come here. It's a 36 degree, little fog, little mist. We're heading for 42 later here in the Twin Cities. By the way, don't forget as you retire tonight, uh, set your clocks back one hour. You get an extra hour of sleep as of 2 o'clock tomorrow morning. So we'll be losing daylight saving time overnight tonight. Right now, 36 degrees CCO time, 845. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Good morning. Welcome back to our Smart Garden Show here on CCO Radio. Danny Long here with Master Gardener Teresa Rooney in studio helping you out by phone and by text. And again, we have a bunch of both, Teresa, so mm-hmm. I'm going to keep you, keep you working here. Excellent. Uh, Jean is calling from Stillwater. Jean, you're on with Teresa. Hi, Jean. Um, yes, I have a rhubarb question. Yes. Well, I've got two rhubarb questions. One is the poisonous leaves are being eaten off of the mm-hmm. rhubarb mm-hmm. so that all is left is the stalk. Yeah. And is that deer that eat them? Yeah, not usually, but it could be. Um, uh, yeah, so it could be or it could be bunnies. Um, depending upon where you are situated and, and what kind of wildlife you have. So, yep, mm-hmm. They're, they they could do Either that. Either or both. Either or both, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Uh, did yes. you have another question? Is she still there? To winter it over. Oh, what, when, is it a brand new plant? Um, it is uh, pretty new. Okay. Um, you know, all I do, um, once, once it dies to the ground in the fall, once the soil is uh, frozen, I would just put some mulch over the soil just to, just to give it a little protection. Next year, you won't have to do anything with it. All right. Let's see who's been waiting. Evelyn is calling from Vermilion. Evelyn, you're on CCO with Teresa. Hi, Evelyn. Good morning. Good morning. Um, I have a question about a Christmas cactus. Yes. I've heard that, you know, they should be in a cool place sometime mm-hmm. before to get them to bloom. Yep. And I've got a couple, got them out in the warm garage, mm-hmm. and one well, warm garage, it's kind of cool, but mm-hmm. not freezing. Yep. How how long is that, should a person leave it? You out? know, they need the difference uh, uh, between night and day of about 10 degrees. So yeah. so I would, you know, maybe like two or three weeks, you I just do. want to kick start that. Oh, so, okay. yeah, so just it's the difference between night and day temps. Okay. So our houses, we keep our houses too warm at night, and we don't have those cool, icky windows like okay. they used to have. Just and, a couple yeah. of weeks. So yep. I, I, mm-hmm. I can bring mine in now. You can bring yours in, in and you should see the buds start forming very quickly. And as soon as those mm-hmm. buds start forming, be careful because you can knock them off really easy and enjoy your cactus. Yeah, very good. Let's try to catch up on some uh, text messages okay. if we can. 
Uh, Texas says, I grew a, a few huge areas of pumpkins last spring, had a bumper crop of seven varieties, which were used for my daughter's wedding in October. Can I grow them in the same area again next year, or will I have problems with bugs? Most of them were grown in the cow yard. Um, you can try growing them again next year. If that's the only place you have, we do suggest rotate crop rotation every three years. So you bring in a different family of plants um, for three consecutive years. And, and then the third or the fourth year, you put the pumpkins back in. If it's the only place you have to grow pumpkins, go ahead and give it another shot. Do add compost or, or whatever. It's probably in the cow yard is, is pretty high um, composted anyway. So and once you start seeing problems, then you'll probably just want to go over to something else for a few years. Let's give that university website what we're thinking about it. Extension.umn.edu. So okay. if we don't get to you, please go there and yes. get your question answered. Click on the garden mm-hmm. tab. I was given a Phalaenopsis orchid last year, Texter says. It's growing some new leaves, but will it ever have another bloom? It will. Um, the, the orchid is just like the Christmas cactus in a way. It needs the difference of temperature between night and day of about 10 degrees. So if you can sit it near a cool window or sometimes this, this year, you're probably not going to be able to. But if you set it out in the fall, it gets some of those cool nights and then that helps to, um, to start the bud setting. Another texter says uh, deer have run their antlers against newly planted one-inch diameter yep. honey locust. The, mm-hmm. the wound is surface level, mm-hmm. covering a length of two feet long, halfway around the trees. What, if anything, should I do to protect and heal the damage? There's nothing you can do to seal the damage. The tree has to do that on its own. I would suggest, though, putting hardware cloth up until the first bark uh, as the deer are, are using that um, before rutting to get the egg velvet and everything off of their antlers. Um, so I would, I would put all your trees and, and do all your trees, protect them with hardware cloth. Here's a question I don't think we've ever had before. Is there a class that a person can take regarding how to prune plants and bushes, et cetera? You know, there's not, um, I don't know where you live, but in Minneapolis, um, Hennepin County Master Gardeners partner with the library, and we can offer classes like that. Oh. Um, but, and I've also seen some pruning classes out at the Arboretum. It's more specifically for grapes and stuff. But if there is a pruning class that you're interested in, talk to your librarian or um, call the Master Gardeners uh, and see if they can do something for your group. Another Christmas cactus question. Uh, theirs is uh, getting ready to bloom. I also feel like it needs to be repotted into a bigger pot with new soil. When should I do this? Um, Christmas cactus like to be tight in their pots, well, they so do. you probably don't need to repot it. Otherwise, you would wait till after it's blooming. Uh, let's see. Lake cabin question. This fall, suddenly attacked by gophers? Question mark. Fifty large piles of dirt close together. Poured solution with castor oil, peppermint, and cayenne pepper into the holes and mounds, <clears throat> excuse me, had planted cone flowers in this area last spring. Soil is sandy. Will this work, do you think, that treatment? It, maybe. It depends. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I honestly don't know. I, I honestly don't know. Sorry about that one. Hmm. Mm-hmm. 50 large piles of dirt close yeah, together. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I would go to the extension site and see if that can give see you some. if they some, have some pictures see there. See if that can give you some help, yeah. Is this an okay time of the year to move peony plants, Texter wants to know? You know, it's a little late to be moving anything if you have to because this is the only time and you're moving or, or you have construction or something. Um, have the other hole dug, dig the, as much of the root as you possibly can, move it quickly, plant at the same depth or a titch higher, and don't disturb the root. Um, peonies don't like to be moved, and they often will sulk for two or three years. And they will for you. sulk. Well, that's I'm I'm giving it a <laughs> human emotion will. there. They don't really do that. They just hate being disturbed, and because they have a deep root system. So, 
They're, they're a plant you want to plant in one place forever and ever and ever. All right. Let's see if we have time for another text or two here. Do, do, do what? Growing medium would I use for the new orchid plant when I clip it from the flower stalk? Oh, just use the bark. Um, you might want to use a smaller bark because it's a littler plant. Just you want to use the the orchid bark. You can find it in any garden store. A uh, texter says we planted a new. Is there such a thing as an incredible hydrangea? There is. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, in our front yard this spring, these bushes uh, in our front yard this spring, they were mulched. Well, in the bed where they are planted, they are not large-sized shrubs at this point. Each one has four to five flowers. Should we leave these flowers all winter, cut them back, or what? And once the plant is killed by the frost, or um, the flowers are, you can cut the flowers off if you if you don't like the look of them. They'll kind of kind of pull the plant down with snow. Otherwise, um, just go ahead and leave the flowers. It's up to you. Okay, let's see. If we maybe get another one. I bought. I have a fern that I, we have less than a minute to go here. I bought a fern. From a garden store in an outside planting years ago, I've brought it in each winter, and now it is huge. My neighbor says she thinks it is a perennial, and I could leave it outside and be okay. What do you think? Hard to tell. I, suppose, I, from, I don't know what fern it radio. is. Yeah. 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 It like depends that. on what fern it is. But you can find a master gardener and show it to them. Bring it to a farmer's market if you can. All right. Well, Teresa, we're just about okay. out of time, and it was always good to see you. And always. good to see you. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know you've got another busy schedule We later do, today. yep, yep. But mm-hmm. let's give that website for the U of M again. Extension.umn.edu. And remember, we get an extra hour of sleep tonight. <laughs> That's right. Daylight saving time <laughs> leaves us. Well, we'll see you down the road. See you later. Right. Bye-bye. Teresa Rooney, Master Gardener here on CCO. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.